This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Coming up on 5-Minute News. U.S. cities see more protests as the president decries low lives. Biden blasts Trump's narcissism in new phase of campaign. And abuse of power, global outrage grows after death of George Floyd. It's Wednesday, June 3. I'm Anthony Davis. When fascism comes to America, it will be wrapped in the flag and carrying a cross. On Monday evening, Donald Trump, with four US flags behind him, threatened to send in the military against the American people, then crossed the road to pose for a photo outside an historic church while clutching a Bible. He was only able to get there after heavily armed police and horse-mounted National Guardsmen fired tear gas and rubber bullets to chase away peaceful protesters, journalists and even the clergy of that very church. The shocking split-screen moment left millions of Americans shaken, frightened and outraged. Ron Wyden, a Democratic senator for Oregon, tweeted, The fascist speech Donald Trump just delivered verged on a declaration of war against American citizens. I fear for our country tonight and will not stop defending America against Trump's assault. Kamala Harris, a Democratic senator for California, said these are not the words of a president, they are the words of a dictator. The darkness of his tone was also true to his instincts. His authoritarian tendencies include a love of military parades, putting his name on buildings, hiring family members, staging populist rallies, berating the media and threatening to lock up political opponents. He thrives on conflict. Earlier in his presidency, Donald Trump was surrounded by military figures, including Chief of Staff John Kelly and National Security Advisor H.R. McMaster, who might have found ways to thwart his strongman posture. Now, such guardrails are gone, and the president's inner circle is compliant. Chris Whipple, author of The Gatekeepers, How the White House Chief of Staff Define Every Presidency, said, This is someone who has never empowered anyone to tell him what he does not want to hear. It is clear that he no longer has a functioning White House Chief of Staff. Influenced by the propaganda on Fox News, Trump is free to be himself purely and for many observers, there could be nothing more alarming in the current crisis. It is time to embrace the parallels, to be unafraid to speak a clear truth. Whether by design or lack of it, Donald Trump and the Republican Party operate an American state that they have increasingly organised on fascist principles. Joe Biden mounted one of his most aggressive attacks against Donald Trump on Tuesday, deriding the commander-in-chief's disregard of core constitutional values and blistering him for being more interested in power 
than in principle. He thinks division helps him, the presumptive Democratic presidential nominee said in a speech at Philadelphia's City Hall. This narcissism has become more important than the nation's well-being. Biden seized on police driving back peaceful protesters near the White House on Monday so Trump could briefly pose with a Bible in front of nearby St. John's Church. If he opened it, instead of brandishing it, he could have learned something, Biden said, as he chided authorities for using tear gas and flash grenades in order to stage a photo op. Biden spoke as upheaval in the wake of George Floyd's death has spread around the country. He spoke of the tug of war between the American ideal that we are all created equal and the harsh reality that racism has long torn us apart. The honest truth is both elements are part of the American character, he said. This president today is part of the problem and accelerates it, Biden said, adding that Trump is consumed with his blinding ego. The EU's top diplomat has described the death of George Floyd as an abuse of power, adding his voice to growing international unease over the US killing as well as Washington's subsequent violent crackdown against protesters. We here in Europe, like the people of the US, we are shocked and appalled by the death of George Floyd, and I think that also societies must remain vigilant against the excess use of force, said Joseph Borrell, the European body's foreign policy chief. Demonstrations in the US during the past week have resonated around the world, with solidarity protests held in many other countries. The leading United Nations human rights official said on Tuesday the US protests underscored police violence at a time when the coronavirus was already having a devastating impact on ethnic minorities worldwide. This virus is exposing endemic inequalities that have too long been ignored. In the United States, protests triggered by the killing of George Floyd are highlighting not only police violence against people of colour, but also inequalities in health, education, employment and endemic racial discrimination, Michelle Bachelet said. Governments also expressed concern over the heavy-handed police response to protests. Germany's foreign minister, Heiko Maas, said democratic countries must apply the highest standards in protecting press freedom so that journalists can effectively be protected while carrying out their work. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News with your preferred podcast app, Ask your smart speaker or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Please leave a review on iTunes Podcasts or Amazon. 5-Minute News is an independent production covering politics, inequality, health and climate. Delivering unbiased, verified and truthful world news daily. Hello everyone. My name is Tom Kearns, and I host the Anglo-Saxon England podcast, where I cover the history and culture of England from the departure of the Romans in the 5th century to the Norman Conquest in 1066. So far, we've surveyed the collapse of Roman rule in Britain, the migration of the Anglo-Saxons, and the history of Northumbria from its beginnings in the mists of legend to its destruction at the hands of Viking raiders in the 9th century. I hope you'll come and give it a go.